Chapter Twenty of Dorothy Dale's Great Secret. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Dorothy Dale's Great Secret by Margaret Penrose. Chapter Twenty. Dorothy and the Manager. Dorothy sank into a chair near the door. Two or three important-looking women were moving about restlessly, awaiting their turn to pass beyond the portal guarded by a stout youth, and face the manager in his private rooms. Others, younger and more timid, sat quite still in their chairs, as did Dorothy, and the girl could imagine that they were silently praying for a success in their prospective interview with one who might decide their fate. Dorothy seemed beyond thinking consistently about her own circumstances. She just sat there and waited. The youth at the door of the private office looked at her sharply. Doubtless he was wondering whether she had an appointment, or whether she was one to be allowed to enter out of her turn because of some pull. It seemed to Dorothy that the very place rang with an appeal for place, for position, for opportunity, although not a word was spoken but the look on the faces of those waiting spoke louder than words. Finally, a girl in a red hat went in and came out so quickly that the others looked at her curiously. She murmured something that showed she had been treated with scant ceremony. Then a very stout woman, wearing an enormous veil, brushed past Dorothy. She was not escorted in by the boy, but dashed past him as the girl in red came out. Then, when the woman with the excess of avoirdupois came out, the boy stepped up to Dorothy. "'Your turn,' he said kindly. Then it occurred to Dorothy that everyone so far had been kind to her. Were these people, that others had spoken of so slightingly, not all respectful and polite to anyone who seemed to merit such consideration? She felt that they were not half as black as they had been painted.' The next moment the anxious girl was in the private office of the manager. It was a small room, but not gloomy in spite of the fact that it was in the midst of a darkened theatre. A fine rug was on the floor, and there were a few well-chosen pictures on the walls, the electric lights showing them off to advantage. While the manager, who sat in a big revolving chair, looked over some papers on his desk before turning to Dorothy, she had an opportunity to see that there hung before him what were evidently family photographs one was of a little girl and another of a youth surely she thought a man who had time to look at his children's pictures during business hours could not be so very harsh because his time was taken up by a girl well asked the manager suddenly as he wheeled around in his chair wiping his glasses carefully but not seeming to look at dorothy she caught her breath with a gasp the moment had come her heart was beating painfully. I I came to to ask you if you have on your books the name of a young lady, Miss Octavia Travers, she managed to stammer out. A young lady with the Lady Rossmore's secret company, I believe. Travers, repeated the manager thoughtfully. Travers? Seems to me I have. Is she your sister? Not exactly, but I have always regarded her as such. We have been very close friends all our lives. Not a very long time at that, remarked the manager with a smile. But what is it you want to know about her? To get her address. Let me see, I'll look it up. 
but if she is such a close friend of yours why didn't she send you her address she knew where she was going to be and he spoke pointedly tears welled into dorothy's eyes and she felt that she could not trust herself to speak the manager looked critically at her then he laid aside the book he had picked up to consult run away he asked dorothy nodded well don't feel so badly about it my girl we'll see if we can't find her for you but first you had better tell me the story it will help greatly you see when we engage a girl and she happens to prove satisfactory we have no excuse for dismissing her unless she might be under age and then her parents of course but i must keep the entire matter from her parents interrupted dorothy i must find tavia myself and i know when i do she will listen to me and it will be all right again dorothy was visibly trembling the manager folded his arms and looked at her thoughtfully you are quite a young girl to undertake this he said finally but i like your spirit and i'm going to help you i tell you my child the stage is no place for a young person who has no experience with the ways of the world i never encourage a young girl to go on the stage there are plenty of older characters whom we can get and then there is less danger but this girl you are looking for was she about your height yes with very brown hair replied dorothy and such lovely light brown eyes let me see and he consulted the book again dorothy waited anxiously as he turned page after page then he stopped yes here it is he said christina travers that must be the girl they rarely give the name just right yes she might say christina admitted dorothy the girls at school call her chris for short well she is with the l r s company i beg your pardon i mean the lady rossmore's secret company we get in the habit of abbreviating it it's a light thing we put on for a filler i'm afraid it isn't doing any too well which however may make it easier for you to induce your friend to give it up oh i hope i can and dorothy left her seat and came to stand beside the manager's desk she had lost nearly all her fear and nervousness now they play in rochester tonight went on the manager consulting his list then they go to rockdale only one night in rochester asked dorothy showing some surprise and disappointment well one night of that i fancy will be enough for any place was the manager's laughing reply however they may stay over tomorrow but rockdale is only a few miles from here you could easily catch them at rockdale is there anything more i can do for you no thank you and dorothy turned away if i can now or later just let me know went on the manager and he wished her good-bye and turned back to his desk dorothy's cheeks were flushed when she stepped up to nat in the lobby where he was watching the men putting in place the photographs of the next week's performers he seemed to have forgotten all about his cousin oh is that you he asked and he looked like someone suddenly awakened from a dream i do believe if i stood here much longer i'd be put into a frame by mistake how did you make out you mustn't ask answered dorothy pleasantly you see i can't quite report on it yet oh very well i was only wondering but you mustn't wonder you agreed to act as my escort and so you must be content with that i can only tell you that i am perfectly satisfied with the interview i had which means that our little friend tavia is not with any company 
Well, I'm glad of it. I always did give her credit for having better sense. But you see, Doro, you are such a romancer that sometimes you make stories out of dreams. But I must say, you do look ten years younger. That manager must have been a nice fellow. He was, answered Dorothy, glad that Nat, as usual, had jumped to a conclusion and decided the matter of the interview for himself, leaving her free to go on without contradicting or making any explanations. It was so much better under the circumstances, she thought, that not even Nat should know the truth. But just how she was going to carry out the remainder of her task secretly, she could not quite determine. However, she had now become accustomed to doing each part as it presented itself, without planning further into the future, and, in that manner, she hoped to be able to proceed until the last link in the chain of her search had been completed. "'We must get the souvenir cards,' Nat reminded her as they came to a store with the pretty pictured varieties in the window. "'I'll just buy a pack of mixed ones. It will save time.' But Dorothy was not thinking of souvenir cards. Thoughts came to her of the play at Rochester, with Tavia as one of the characters, Tavia, who must be timid amid her new and unaccustomed surroundings, in spite of her apparent recklessness. Yes, Tavia would be much frightened at what she had done, Dorothy was sure of it, when the girl, so far away from home and friends, found herself before a critical audience in a theatre. If I could only reach her before another night, Dorothy thought, but how can it be managed? The boys would start for home tomorrow, and, of course, Dorothy would have to go with them. Something would surely happen, must surely happen, before then to help her, Dorothy thought, with a confidence which great emergencies sometimes inspire. Now, I suppose, remarked Nat, as he made his way out of the postcard store, if you were to send one of these particularly bright red ones to Tavia at Dalton, she would send one back on the next mail, wishing you a Merry Christmas for all your trouble. What do you suppose she would say if she knew of the merry chase that had been going on after her, and all the places you had been looking for her, and all the while she was safe as little Bo Peep? But I don't intend to send her any cards until she writes me first, answered Dorothy. She owes me an apology for not writing to me. Same here, said Nat. I'll treat her the same way, the saucy little thing, he added facetiously not to answer our nice long letters she ought to be slapped dorothy laughed at her cousin's good humour it was better that he should take this view of the case than that he should suspect the real facts dorothy glanced at some of the cards as they hurried along back to the hotel now there's one pointed out nat that would just suit the circumstances a girl doing a song and a smile that's the turn tavia has been doing to you doro we must save that one for her Yes, answered Dorothy, abstractedly, taking the card in her hand. It was the picture of a girl in chorus costume, and was inscribed with an appropriate verse. Don't you see, explained Nat, they've got everything down to a postcard basis now. That one is intended to be used in place of making a party call, when a gentleman has blown a girl to a theatrical good time. She just sends this card back, and that suffices for formal thanks. Of course, it might not just suit our set, he conceded, but for those in the postcard clientele, it's a cinch, as the poet says. I tell you, after a while, we will be able to carry on all our business correspondence with picture postals and not be under the necessity of writing a word. 
Great scheme, Nat, patting himself on the left shoulder with his right hand. Get a patent on your new postcard. They had now reached the hotel. The veranda was deserted as the hour of dinner was almost at hand, and the guests were dressing. Nat left Dorothy at the elevator, with a warning to be ready early in the morning. Then he hurried to where he and Ned were staying. End of chapter 20